Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 144 for February 26, 2016. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. I'm another one, Trevor Furlot. And I'm Kelly Lynn. <laughs> A stand-in again. <laughs> yeah. Who's missing the, uh, tonight? Uh, well, let's see. Adriel said Adriel. Trevor said Trevor. <laughs> Kelly's missing. Yeah. Next week, Kelly won't be here. We'll have Matthew on instead. Yes. Matthew can fill in for you next week. Perfect. <laughs> Trevor, welcome uh, back. You... <laughs> yeah, welcome back. <laughs> did you leave? Were you were you here the whole time? Who? Kelly. Kelly, yeah, that's right. Kelly was here last week. She's here this week. <laughs> to the listeners, uh, you need to appreciate how much Kelly uh, goes out of her way to be with us. It's like uh, I sent a message to Kelly. She doesn't get it because she's actually driving home from work. She comes in the door, opens up Facebook, and gets, Kelly, we need you. So she's like, for the love of God, can I take my shoes off? Let me feed the dogs, maybe. That's and then exactly jumps, it. Yeah, and then and then jumps right on. So thank you, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, uh, Kelly. Did you want to start us off with uh, what you did in guns this week? Okay, so last week on Thursday, today, or a week ago today, I got my BR ninety nine in the mail, and I uh, actually took it out on Sunday to try it out, and it. It's a really nice gun, but at the same time, it didn't work so well. I put uh, some uh, two and three quarters inch target load in, and it didn't want to cycle through them. So I actually contacted you, Adriel, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> I did. And uh, I also contacted uh, Trigger Wholesale as well. It's the um, gun that I won on the online contest. And so Mark suggested the exact same thing uh, that you did, Adriel. Let me put, guess. Let me what? guess. Okay put in a more powerful shell to cycle the action until it's broken in Absolutely. and then it'll start to take target loads. Exactly. So three inch magnums. So that's what we're going to do. So punish gonna... it a little bit. Yep. Yep. So we're going to take that on Sunday as well to try it with three inch magnums now. See how it goes. Fun, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also been practicing my uh, AQT, so my arm, army qualifying test, because uh, uh, next week we're going to do the arm up mi- I keep saying maple seed. It's okay. not maple seed. It's apple seed. Yeah, in Michigan, the, the the M in Michigan was throwing you off, I think. Yeah, exactly. So a uh, week from today, I will be in Michigan with Stacy. Awesome. Uh-huh. Just, just Stacy. That's it. I just will Stacy. Do. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you're lucky, I guess. And on Friday night, we're going to be uh, shooting a SAR. Scar, right? Super. Yep. I'm not bitter or nothing. Yep. Anyways. It's, it's and a bar. Be- we're going to sh- be shooting bars and AK-47s Ooh. as well. Ooh. That's and subcompact pistols. Yep. So we're going to have, um, bur- sorry, Berettas. Yeah, we're going to have Berettas. We're going to have Glocks. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll send pictures. Yeah, thanks. Do that. <laughs> Everything that you can't shoot up here. Yeah, call me from the range when the bar is going off. Okay. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> and when we're in, we're doing the hundred round Meg dump as well. God, freedom. <laughs> yeah, my freedom right there. It'll be lots of fun. <laughs> That's next week. I'm getting ahead of myself. Awesome. So what about you, Trevor? Uh, let's see. I missed a week. So while I was away, I ordered two of those trimmers that we talked about, Adriel, or the world's finest trimmer. Yeah. There's two kinds on the market now. There's like a, a second generation. Um, and I'm glad I didn't own, uh, buy the second generation because it's uh, – there was an interview with the um, gentleman who makes these. I can't remember the company name. Do you remember the company name? Mm, crow something or raven something raven crow, some, crow something sounds familiar anyway uh listen to the reloading podcast they did an interview with the owner of the company who manufactures these they're called the world's finest trimmer and what's different about these trimmers is you don't have to chuck up the brass the trimmer is in the chuck and you just push the brass in trims till it stops cutting and then um, you go to the next piece. So it's much, much faster than having to put a piece of brass into a chuck and then remove it every time. Uh, the I was surprised to hear, though, that the cutting blade uh, could need replacing in as few as four to 5,000 pieces of brass. I mean, mm-hmm. some people might think that's a lot, but if you're resizing uh, brass for a semi-automatic rifle that you shoot often, I mean, that's what I'm going to do basically over a week or a weekend I'm just you know I've got so much brass here I'm going to trim it all at once so it's all processed and ready to go so by the time I'm done processing all the 223 and 308 that I have I might need a new cutter for it so we'll Uh, see sorry didn't he say though that it just depended if you had different uh, calibers you wouldn't need to replace it as often that was what the um, I think that was the difference Kelly between the Mm -hmm. um First generation, second generation trimmers. The second mm-hmm. generation trimmers, you can do multiple calibers on the same tool, I think. Yep. And the first generation, they're caliber specific. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly what he was saying. Right. Little yeah. Crow. Little Crow yep. world's, or world's finest trimmer. Yep. Um, yeah, I ordered the uh, 223 and the 308. Mm-hmm. So we shall uh, we shall see. Um, still hasn't come in yet. So that was, well, two weeks today because I ordered them after the show. And I ordered them from Brownells. There's something going on with my Canada Post orders. I have uh, 308 projectiles from uh, Kevin Latham that are overdue. I have a set of stabilizers for my bow that are overdue. And these trimmers normally think they're 10 days out of Brownells. But anyhow, what else maybe, I do? Hmm? Maybe they're underwater. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Everything else around here is these days. Uh, went to another 3D shoot. Did all right. Uh, actually, I did... The winner won with 424, and then there was a two-way tie for second place at 419, and I had a 417. So 417 is among my highest scores shot yet this year, but I I shoot better, but they keep shooting better as well. So uh, there's another one this weekend, and I'm thinking of trading, swapping bows. I'm thinking of um, um, using my target bow, but it's just not, not as fast, but it's a much better shooting bow. So as long as I know my distances and don't make an error adjusting my sight to the yardage that I think the target is at, it won't matter. But the speed is what gives you your your forgiveness and in 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 a judgment and error. Let's say you think it's twenty three yards and it turns out to be twenty five yards. Well, you'll still stay within the ten ring if your bow is fast enough because it's flat shooting. So my hunting bow is flat shooting, but 
it's more difficult to shoot than my target bow. But I love my target bow so much I might switch over anyway. So we'll see. Um, SummerSlam stages, as Matthew says, right? Matthew said this last week. My SummerSlam stages are almost done. But they're uh, everything SummerSlam related has gotten put on hold because we... Uh, I moved my workplace, uh, the alternate site that I run for the local high school. We kept getting flooded uh, like over and over. And every time we get a flood, the office would leak and I'd have to tear out the network. And then the kids would be out of school for like a week at a time. We finally found an awesome new location, which I'm not saying this played a factor in my decision to move there, but it certainly didn't hurt. I've got an unobstructed 25 meter long hallway, which just happens to be the perfect length for indoor archery. (laughs) So my my new school comes with its own private indoor archery range, which is awesome. That's one thing you can't do with guns. But with bows, if you find a nice private secure location that's at least, you know, 20 meters long, there you have it. You have an indoor practice range. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars a year on a club. So, And you can get your kids to fetch your arrows for you too. Yeah, or, or <laughs> hold apples on their heads or whatever. You know? So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not illegal but highly frowned upon. <laughs> so, and um, I went on a 308 and 223 reloading spree. Um, I, Luke Giroux, picked up 300 AMAX for me at Cabela's, so I loaded all those. Uh, I also loaded about almost 100, 150 grain 308 projectiles or loads for my um, M305. And I loaded 120. 40 grain VMAX for my 223 and about 1500 rounds for my AR. And the only thing that stopped me is I ran out of brass for both the bolt action rifle and the AR. And I'm not doing any more until my fancy new power trimmers arrive. So that's on hold. Um, this past weekend, I went to Fredericton to the Atlantic Archery Center. That's the shop that I shoot for and put on a two day archery clinic. So it was, uh, I had 10 archers come from all over the province, varying in, in uh, experience from, sh- you know, shooting recreationally and coaching at clubs to uh, shooters that had been to the Canada Games to some that had been to the World Juniors. So it was right across the map from novice archer to up-and-coming competitive archer. And uh, you spend, uh, spend the first day videotaping everybody and then doing a presentation on bow tuning and then the next day, then we start actually ripping the bows apart and tuning them and adjusting them and correcting what needs to be corrected. So the first day is a really long day, especially when you've got 10 bows to tune. But luckily I had an assistant there helping me. I'm mentoring a new up-and-coming coach who uh, is just, he's my right-hand man and a big help at these things. And then the next day we uh, have a conversation about the fundamentals. I've taken a lot of what I do in coaching handgun to coaching archery. When I first started to coach handgun, I took a lot of my coaching experience from archery to teaching handgun, and now I've learned a couple of things in teaching handgun that I apply to archery. When we talk about teaching somebody how to shoot a handgun, we talk about the fundamentals, whether or even apple seed. We talk about the fundamentals, the natural point of aim. And in, in shooting a handgun, we talk about grip, stance, trigger press, sight alignment, and these are the fundamentals. Well, now I throw the word fundamentals around in teaching archery all the time, and I've identified what the fundamentals are in archery that are important and I really break things down and make it a lot simpler than I used to um, and so that hopefully people, you know, kind of quote unquote get it. So it went well. Uh, and then today, uh, not to, well, today I built a lower, get this, 
Burns calls me up a couple of weeks ago and he says, somebody wants to buy my stripped Norinco AR-15. And this was a really good Norinco. It was tight. It was clean. It was, the fit and finish was good. And it had an amazing, and I do mean amazing, trigger. So he couldn't leave well enough alone. Somebody wanted to buy it stripped. Why? I don't know. I don't care. Here's the deal he offers me. You strip the gun apart and I will give you the lower in exchange for your efforts. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, it's like 12 o'clock. Can you do this today? Yep, I can do this today. At 2 o'clock, he's like, can I come over? You know I'm a teacher. I'm still at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't come over. So he got tired of waiting and decided to try and do it himself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is right. Uh, there was a uh, a pin or a punch. A punch got broken off inside the bolt catch. Take there, the bolt catch pin. So the receiver got marred up a, a fair bit. And yes, Luke, I'm still whining about this. Luke was teasing me today because I was still whining about it. So anyway, if he had waited just like three hours, I could have disassembled it, but he didn't. And he broke a pin off. Or he broke a punch off while trying to remove the pin for the bolt catch. Anyway, I got it out, and uh, then today he was over. He brought me his SU-16 because he wasn't sure how to take it down to do a, uh, a field strip, and I used to have one, so he brought it over, and I couldn't quite remember, so we checked YouTube. Anyway, we got that apart, and while I was looking for something to work on his SU-16, I found a lower parts kit that I forgot that I had, so I grabbed that and uh, watched some TV this afternoon with the missus, and assembled the lower, and uh, ordered a uh, buffer tube fort from Brownells. Unfortunately, I had to go with commercial because the only stock I had in the house was a commercial. Everything else is mill spec, and I'd rather keep everything the same, but it don't much matter. It's a Nork lower. Who cares if it's got a commercial tube? I got a commercial stock, so that's what I went with. And after that, I sent away my registration for the Canadian Nationals. I'm not sure if I mentioned this yet or not, but I was selected by Ipswich, New Brunswick to shoot on our uh, standard team. So there'll be myself and Muffin and Jamie Knowles, who was this year's provincial champ, and somebody else I don't know. The name escapes me, or maybe I wasn't even told. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. So got that sent away today, and I've got to send my money before the 1st of March, I think, something like that. And uh, and now tonight I'm just hanging out with my uh, uh, my H&K, my FN, and my Glock 17. Just kind of going to fondle them now while you guys talk <laughs> for the rest of the show. <laughs> what Adriel, what are you going to do with the uh, Nork lower? Pardon me? What are you going to do with the Nork lower? I might do what I was supposed to do with my with my Omni. I had a polymer Omni lower that I ended up selling to, uh, to Mr. Burns. Um... Canada Ammo has Dominion uppers, and they're like an A2 style, 20-inch barrel. You can get them in 1 in 9 or 1 in 12 twist rate. So I've got this 22 caliber conversion kit sitting in a drawer that Filthy gave me. I've used it a couple times, and it works well, especially after Matthew fixed it. Um, I'm not sure what he did. The joke was he stretched the firing pin. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got a 22 conversion kit, and I think I might get that um, upper rip the bolt carrier out of it, put in the 22 conversion kit and make it a dedicated 22 AR. I think yeah. that's really the only thing I can think of doing with this Nork lower or maybe getting a uh, 10 and a half inch Nork upper and having another shorty. I don't know. 300 blackout, 50 Beowulf. Those don't, 
I got no use for 300 black oak. Yeah. None. No. Really? Uh, yeah, I have no use for it. Um, it's it's a subsonic. Well, it's not it's not only a subsonic, but it's the perfect round if you're going to have a suppressed AR. Um, but since we can't have suppressed ARs, and since mm-hmm. we can't hunt with ARs, the only reason I ever wanted an AR in a caliber other than 5.56 was for the um, cost of ammo. I had an AR in 762 by 39 It was wicked accurate and could shoot cheap ammo, cheaper than I could reload for, especially when we were getting 1,000 out of uh, Canada ammo for um, 250 or yeah, 250 to your door, it was two hundred and eighty-six bucks for a thousand. Mm. But the but the mags, the the seven point six two by thirty-nine bullet is a very very tapered bullet from the uh, casing, the 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 um, head stamp, the rim, all the way to the tip of the bullet. The whole thing is very tapered, and so it needs that you know that uh, curved AK style mag in order to feed appropriately. When you put them in an AR mag, they don't feed well when they get to the to the last, unfortunately, 10 rounds. So I had the 10-round uh, XCR pistol mags, and they just didn't run reliably. They would stick. They would uh, tip down and nosedive. And it's too bad, too, because I really liked that rifle. It was very accurate, and I love that bullet, but it just wouldn't run. And 50 Beowulf, well, I mean, that's just silly. I'm not shooting at engine blocks. Very expensive, hard to get brass for. So, so all the guns you have are all practical and you don't have any silly guns that are just for fun? <laughs> I don't. I don't. My target rifle's in 308. It's not in 6.5. It's not in 260. It's not in 7 millimeter. I mean, there's a lot of t- there's a lot of precision bullets out there that are more accurate than the 308, but they're not commonly available and the components cost more. I mean, my hunting rifle, 30 out 6. What's more common than 30 out 6? 308. <laughs> my target rifle's in 308. All my ARs are in 5.56. All my handguns, except for my revolvers, are in 9mm. And my two competition pistols are in 40 cal. And in a uh, in a zombie apocalypse, I'm leaving my competition pistols behind. <laughs> grabbing my Glocks, grabbing my AR, my 308, and I'm gone. So, yeah, no, really. Everything I have is in a pretty common caliber. Hmm. Anything else? No. What about you? What did you do? <laughs> uh, I went out and busted some, some clays again. I've been doing that pretty much every weekend. Um, I mean, one of my goals for this year was to get better at shooting shotguns. So what I've been doing is running my uh, my loader rig as I'm shooting clays. So in between uh, clays being thrown, I'm I'm loading two, and I'm trying to uh, trying to get better at quad loading my shotgun. And, uh, and that's getting to a place where it's, it's reliable enough and it's very fast that uh, I'm going to start using that in competition because uh, it's, it's, so, it's so nice just to be able to grab four shells and, and, and keep going. Wait, right? what was that sound? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I thought so. Kelly can do it too. Kelly, does that mean you can load too? No. <laughs> no. Okay. You can just do the sound of loading too. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Carry on. Hey, if I you, have mags. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. You don't need to quad load. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, so load two is like a two up. You got two stacked, and you you jam them in at the same time. Qu- uh, quad load is where you've got uh, two of those stacked two up, and uh, you kind of pop two in, uh, just dri- driving them in, and then you grab the other two, and they're in a line, so they're they're lined up, and you push them both into the tube at the same time. So it's uh, it's very fast, and it kind of uses like gross motor skills. You're not 
uh, you know, trying to to do something that requires a lot of dexterity, like fumbling around with four rounds in your hand. You've just you've got them stacked, and you just ram them in there, and, and away you go. Anyways, uh, I've been watching videos. So what I do before I go shooting, I'll watch some YouTube videos. I'll take out a list of like two or three things I want to get better at. I'll go out and I'll blaze away a whole bunch of rounds, focusing on those two or three things. One of them has been reloading. So instead of just pulling rounds out of a box, I've been trying to use my uh, uh, my three gun gear and uh, and getting good at that. And uh, uh, a couple of other things I've been working on, just mounting the shotgun, pulling it into the shoulder pocket, and, and making sure that it, that's all nice and solid and consistent. Um, and, and working on my pistol as well. Just uh, I've been shooting steel at 50 meters and just uh, just getting used to quickening that up and uh, getting used to seeing where the bullet's going and, and seeing the sight picture and what it looks like um, before I pull the pull the trigger kind of a thing. Uh, on the Stoger 3500, I added a, a, a charging handle. So it's really hard to find a, a Stoger-specific charging handle, but you can get an M2 charging handle and uh, make it fit. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple little minor things. You have to turn down the... Uh, the shaft of the charging handle just a bit in in one particular area where the bolt is gonna kind of ride over it. If you have a Stoger, this might make sense. And uh, you just need to uh, 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 sand down the end of it a little bit so it doesn't stick out the other side of the bolt. And there and then you go there you go. You so you can fit an M2 charging handle on a Stoger uh, very easily. Uh, and that's what I did with a one from S and J Hardware. Uh, same time, both me and my buddy both ordered uh, extension tubes for our shotguns from them. Uh, I ordered one for the Stoger, popped that one on, and he ordered one for his uh, uh, Beretta 1301 and popped that one on. Um, that one, you know, the, the, the Beretta 1301 should come with a, an extension tube from the factory, but I think because it's made in Italy, when it gets to the U.S., uh, they can't have, uh, was it more than five rounds in the, in the tube, or it, it, it uh, runs afoul of their 922 compliance? It's, you guys know about that, right? About the Bueller? it's only allowed, yeah. Bueller <laughs> nine two two. Never heard of it. Really? Oh, so so if they get foreign uh, firearms, and boy, we're gonna like we're gonna sound really dumb. Oh, and talking about you this, mean. yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like uh, so many parts in the gun have to be made in the United States in order for it to be considered legal or something like that. If it meets certain criteria, and in a shotgun, and that's that that's if it's uh, a high capacity shotgun. So if it, if you put that tube on, then you have to do a couple of other things to make sure that it's it passes that compliance. Right. And that's why uh, some people will have to like. There's there's a domestic market in the U.S. for a whole bunch of tiny little parts on firearms, like AK-47s and shotguns and that kind of thing, mm -hmm. so that people can meet that compliance uh, criteria. Yeah, I knew it applied to AKs, but I wasn't sure if it was uh, other imports as well. I know I wasn't sure if it was country specific. Like if it came from the Soviet bloc country, then it then the nine two two compliant applied. But mm -hmm. so it's pretty much any con any any country. I know it's for the AKs. I know it's for the Beretta. I'm not sure if it's if it's for. Uh, I wonder if it's for Canadian countries. I don't know. Well, I don't think I don't think we're exporting anything to them. <laughs> I think it's the other, the other way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So I, I I did a whole pile of shooting. Uh, uh, shotgun, pistol, um, some some rifle stuff. I got some really sweet slow motion video of the Beretta and the Stoger cycling. And uh, with the Stoger, I was, I was trying to get video of just dumping the mag uh, in it. And in a couple of times, I managed to get the hammer to follow the bolt. 
um, which I, I was just, I was pulling the trigger too fast and the bolt hadn't had time to seat cr- uh, before I had pulled the trigger again and the hammer had followed it. Um, and I couldn't do that in the what Beretta. Do you think, so, a Jerry or what? <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just trying to get it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the viewer. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want people to watch a video that has like really slow shooting, slow, boring shooting. So I'm uh-huh. trying to quicken it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I videotaped it and then afterwards I checked the cycling time and the cycling time on the Beretta, if my like really bad math is correct, on the 1301 it cycles in 0.1 of a second. On the Stoger, which is an inertial three and a half inch, uh, it's taking 0.16 of a second. So it's a lot, a lot slower than the Beretta. Is it like 60% slower? Yeah. Anyways, I mean, when you're shooting it, you don't really notice it. It it doesn't really like uh, affect that much when you're shooting, but when you're trying to blaze away, I guess it, it does. Um, I think that is, yeah, I think that's all I did in guns. Uh, upcoming events. Yeah. So uh, this first one here is uh, is from the Rustigouche Gun Club. Did you want to take this one, uh, Trevor? Sure. Uh, shout out to Mark Drew for sending this in. Uh, and shout out to Mark Drew for helping set up my classroom. Uh, I threw my back out, and I went. he went back anyway. Like He came in to help me. We called him and said, I'm sorry, this is not gun related, but i got to give the man a shout out. Uh, the lady I work with is like, don't you go move that desk without some help. This is not fair. You shouldn't have to be doing all this stuff by yourself. You call one of your friends. I'm like, I don't want to bother anybody. Fine. I'll call Mark. So I, I make it sound like Mark, like she's asking Mark for the favor, not me. Cause I'm, you know, that's what I'm like. And so anyway, Mark of course comes, comes in and helps me move a desk. And then it's like, what's next? Oh, I guess we could do this. What's next? Oh, I guess we could do this. Next thing you know, we're running cables across the ceiling. He he moves the ceiling tile and charges. He's like a bull in the china shop. When it's time to work, like, look out. He f- comes flying up the stepladder at about Mach 2, sticks his head through the ceiling tile, gets a bolt in the top of the skull that's holding something together. It's, oh, my God. Anyway, he didn't stop. So I did too much, hurt my back because I'm old and fat and stuff, and stayed home from work on Wednesday, and he goes in anyway. And, and spends part of the day in there helping her set stuff up. It was crazy. Hmm. So, well, anyway, while we're there, he's like, I want you to plug this on the show. I'm like, Mark, I will not remember. Please email the show. So he did. And um, it's to tell uh, he uh, what we're promoting is a uh, restricted possession and acquisition license safety course um, that will be done in Camelton on the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of April. And if you are local to our area in northern New Brunswick and would like to register for that class, uh, please call the CFO at, uh, well, you can get it through the 1-800-731-4000 number. So thanks thanks to Mark for sending that in. So if you don't have your restricted license, now is a great time to get involved in a class and get it done. Yeah, a lot of people are getting the restrictions these days. It's uh-huh. it's really it's really climbing. Yeah, well, you know, it should be one license and one license only. But it's anyway, my dad just uh, went from P O L to P A L. That just happened recently because I think yep. that happened on September second. Yeah, yeah. C forty two. C forty two. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll just be able to buy guns on that until it expires. And when it expires, they'll sign a new one that says possession and acquisition. Uh, the first annual Ronnie DeGroote Rock Out With Your Glock Out Steel Challenge is on June 4th, 2016. Uh, the next one we have here is the sixth annual charity shoot in support of Soldier On. That'll take place June 25th in Kingston, Ontario at the Brockville District Fish and Game Club. If you're interested, then contact New Shooter Canada or check out their Facebook page. Uh-huh. 
uh, something else to add to that. Uh, so if you go to the New Shooter Canada website, you can now register on there. And we have a, a link that's there. It's a little easier to register. You don't have to send all those emails anymore. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we also have a new sh- a sponsor as well, Korth. Korth oh, the Korth group, the distributor? Yeah, yeah they're coming on board too. Oh, oh that's awesome. They, they, do, uh, they do SIG. Yeah. Yeah, Brian so, interviewed them. Yeah, so shout out to Brian about that because he brought them on board. Brian Bolivar did? Yeah. Brian Bolivar did something nice for somebody? He's a really nice guy, you know. Who? <laughs> Korth guy? <laughs> Listen, and to quote Brian... We all have a role to play, and his is to be the hater. I'm just saying that's a, that's a quote from a text message today. So <laughs> okay, you, you don't believe have one. it. Don't hmm? believe it. Don't no, I don't, believe it. I don't believe it. He, it's awesome that yeah. um, he got those guys involved. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. Korth is and Brian and the guy from Korth, and Korth are the reason why I had two Sig P320s. So there you go. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the next one we have here is Got Your Six, a Wounded war- uh, Warrior charity shoot. This one's being held uh, kind of over in my neck of the woods at the Edson Fish and Game uh, One Mile Range in Alberta. It's going from July 16th to 17th. Go to gotyoursixshoot.com for more information. Uh, do you want to take this next one here, uh, Trevor? Sure. I'd be happy to. When I put the guns down, take the thing off, <laughs> off mute and we're talking about. Oh, is this the one from Jason Philp? Yes. Uh, March 5th is the Wheatland Conservation and Wildlife Association Wild Game Dinner. There are 50 tickets left at 50 bucks each, each ticket being an entry into a reverse raffle. Last ticket pulled wins a fishing trip. You ever been in one of these reverse raffles before? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, they're kind of, it's like you you uh, don't want your name pulled for a change. Yeah. Uh, I was in one once for a bow. They pulled five names, and then they brought us all up and sat us in, in five chairs and then pulled our names out one at a time. The last person seated was the person who won the bow. It's pretty pretty fun to do those reverse ones. It's a, a new take on an old thing. Last year, there were uh, about 21 dishes made with wild game. Uh, you start with a baked potato and coleslaw, pickle, um, uh, but the middle is bear, goose, pheasant, salmon, elk, deer, cougar. Mm, here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, listen. That's a lot better than the other eating cat joke I had. So just <laughs> um, you can obtain tickets from Danan, Danin, Danin Olson at Ollie's Quick Lube at thirty eight super <laughs> thirty eight super. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> 38 Spruce Park Drive in Strathmore, Alberta. Telephone number, if you want to get some tickets, is 403-934-6969. What's so funny? You did very well uh, reading that out, Trevor. Thank you. Yes, Thank you, you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to the news. Uh, I just have, uh, we just have one uh, item here. And Another that's, one just uh, came in too, Adriel. What's that? Another one just came in too. Okay. Did, uh, um, did you want to do that one first? No, because my phone died, so I will get it while you read this one. It's Perfect. about the RCMP and the rifles. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, this one I have here is the, uh, the the families from Sandy Hook are going to uh, sue uh, Remington, uh, Remington Arms, or, or really Freedom Group. So I'll just read this out here. Uh, the families of nine children and adults killed at the Newtown School and a teacher who survived the attack say the AR-15 is a highly lethal military weapon that shouldn't be sold to the public. 
They're suing Freedom Group, the Madison, North Carolina parent company of Bushmaster Firearms, which made the AR-15 used in the school shooting. Oh, sorry, I said Remington there, but it was Bushmaster. Uh, Lawyers for Freedom Group said the company is protected by a 2005 federal law that shields gun manufacturers from most lawsuits over criminal use of their products. They said Congress passed the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act after determining such lawsuits were an abuse of the legal system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, th- and there there aren't a lot of laws like this, but just, just so that if you guys see this pop up in your Facebook or something like that, the whole reason behind that law is that uh, you can't sue spoon manufacturers for making you fat and you can't sue uh, Freedom Arms for selling, for selling an AR-15 to a distributor who sold it to a retailer, who sold it to someone whose kids stole it from them and, you know, went on a spree. So... Um, it, the entire idea here is that you can't sue them, and, and they've made this law so that uh, they can they can get their damages back. So when they get sued, they can countersue and get their costs for uh, uh, for defending themselves covered. Yeah. Yeah. Still, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> here, here's here's what's going to happen. So, and then this isn't this isn't the first time this happened. Even in the last couple of months, uh, they're going to mount this lawsuit. They're going to lose. Uh, they're going to be forced to pay costs and then they're going to play the victim card afterwards for having to pay costs when this is obvious to anyone looking in that uh, it's it's going to trigger this uh, this protection that they've got. So, th- you know, they're, they may be doing it for optics. They may be doing it because their lawyers said they have a chance at winning. But ultimately, you know, someone's going to be liable for, for paying for uh, Freedom Group's lawyers to defend this thing. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they'll go bankrupt or whatever. We we had this happen not long ago where somebody sued a gun manufacturer or a gun store and um, it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. No, there's protection in for it. It's it's a it's a bad idea. I don't know who's convincing these families to do this kind of stuff. I know when I read the article, they they were reading it to inter- interpreting it in a in a really weird way. That no, they are they are liable because the Air 15 is a military rifle, but it's not a military rifle because it's not fully automatic. It's not an M16. Um, so they're they're hooped. They're gonna they're gonna lose, and they're gonna be like whatever many months from now when this thing's toast, they're gonna be. Uh, saying, "Oh well, we lost our, our, you know, we lost our family members in this, and we have to pay for these guys' lawyers. Boy, like, yeah, well, that's who's going to be winning in this: the lawyers. Because it doesn't matter whether they win or lose; they still have to pay the lawyers. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor, you had a, a news item. Yeah, this comes to us from Global News in New Brunswick, and it's entitled "Mounties Challenge Claim That Carbines Are Available in Every Patrol Vehicle." Moncton, New Brunswick. The RCMP in New Brunswick is misleading the public with the claim that every patrol vehicle in the province has a carbine firearm, says Mounties, who have yet to be trained on high on on the high-powered weapon and cannot use it. Say Mounties, who have yet to be trained on a high-powered weapon and cannot use it. Two members at different detachments in New Brunswick who said they can't speak publicly about issues within the force were responding to comments by Assistant Commissioner Roger Brown, who said recently, who recently said there were carbines in every police car. To me, it seemed like an outright lie to the public to say, yep, we've got it, it's all under control, one officer said in an interview. I'm sitting in my patrol car right now, and there's no carbine. I have the shotgun. No one on my team has access to the carbine right now, so it's there, but nobody can use it. 
The officers say they have access to the guns in their offices, but they or their colleagues can't use them because they haven't received the required training. Yeah. That means they and many of the officers in their district can't go out on calls with the weapons, which is the which the force pledged to roll out after Justin Bork gunned down three RCMP members in Moncton in 2014. Another officer in a different New Brunswick detachment also said he has access to the carbines, but sometimes fewer than half the people he works with on shift are trained on how to use it. Quote, there might be a carbine for every car, but you can't put the carbine in every car if a member is not trained, he said. A carbine in every car? That's just not the case. RCMP spokesman Julie Rogers Marsh said there are enough carbines for the province for the provincial force, but their use depends on the nature of the police call and if a member is trained. Quote, they wouldn't necessarily be in every car, depending on who's on shift and the operational need. But we do have the capacity of having a carbine in every patrol vehicle, she said. Quote, it doesn't mean that that, 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 it doesn't mean that, that's what's happening. The provision of the C8 carbine a high-powered assault rifle. Oh, Jesus, what is it, a patrol carbine or an assault rifle? <laughs> uh, the provision of the C8, and they're not C8s, by the way. The C8s have select fire, but some somewhere along the way, they started to call the RCMP rifle the C8. Anyway, I digress. The, the provision of the C8 carbine, a high-powered assault rifle, became a central part of the fallout of the Moncton shooting after officers said they were outgunned by Bork because they didn't have any carbines which have a greater range and firepower than a pistol. Retired Assistant Commissioner Alphonse McNeil, who issued 64 recommendations in the wake of the Moncton shooting, said the carbines could have made a difference in that incident and they should have been rolled out faster. They were supposed to be rolled out after the the, um, shooting in Alberta. Uh, Where was that again? uh, Marathorpe. Marathorpe. Anyway, uh, it goes on to quote other numbers and dates and whatnot. Um, it's interesting that there are still officers in this province that have not been trained. Um, they now do it right at depot. So everyone coming out of depot has been trained on the rifle. Uh, Officer Frank is an instructor, and he's he was actually doing training uh, in uh, Oromocto the day that the shooting happened in 2014 and they got the call and they left Oromocto with all the rifles they had and all the guys they had trained to respond to the shooting in Moncton. Um, so the program was in fact being rolled out prior to the shooting. They of course um, tried to expedite the process after the shooting, but I am really surprised to hear there are members in this province that have not been trained on it because of uh, the, I know how much Officer Frank has gone doing training in this mm-hmm. province and in other provinces, and everybody coming out of the depot now is trained. So I don't understand why there is st- – New Brunswick is not big. We don't have a lot of members. So how could no. there still be some that aren't trained? I think what they're doing is they're, they're trying to roll it out when they go for their annual qualifications as well. They, it's now part of. They have to qualify on the rifle, the shotgun. Yep. And the pistol. And the pistol all at the same time. But yeah. I think what they're doing is they're waiting until... Uh, You're probably the mem- right, Kelly. The member. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And he, there was a whole bunch of initial training. Mm-hmm. And now that the pressure's off to save money, mm-hmm. now they're saying, well, when you do your, your recall, a recall, we'll also give you a crash course on the rifle. Correct. No, I don't think they could do that, actually, Kelly, because 
requalifying on the shotgun and the pistol is pretty short. Getting your initial training on the rifle Uh is a couple of days to a week. So I don't think they are going to be able to to actually combine it. Everybody needs that initial training. Yeah, it's an officer, Frank. Yeah. Question, maybe. I I know that the way that we work things um, where I work is that uh, everybody goes for their annual qualification. And then if anything new rolls out, then they start it all over again with um, whatever it is. So if it's a new shotgun, new new rifle, then everybody does. But it takes a while to get through everyone as well. So until that person is qualified on that firearm, they're not able to work either a post or to have that firearm at their post. The story here ends with a a pretty bad quote that uh, I'm sure he doesn't want his name associated with it. Uh, The person they interviewed ends with, the only good thing that would have come out of the, the uh, come out of those deaths would have been if the RCMP had learned something he said, and it appears they haven't. I mean, how I can kind of see both sides. The RCMP has to justify everything they do to the taxpayer, and mm-hmm. every time they spend money, they're spending our money. But at the same time, how many officers have to die before they really put a push on to get this done? And to think in this province of all provinces that not everybody's been trained yet is a little, oh, well, I think it's unacceptable. Yep. So. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, so uh, there's there's one more piece of news here that I'm just I just uh, remembered. Uh, Brian actually posted it to our uh, our Facebook page, uh, and that's about Bill C two thirty. Have you guys heard about this one? No. Oh, oh good. Okay. So this is um, uh, this is a, a private member's bill, and it's seeking to clarify the term variant in the criminal code. All right. I did hear about this. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? So, I mean, because uh, Trevor and I were just, just before the show, we were discussing like how uh, ambiguous the criminal code is and how um, there is no black or white on a lot of things. And, and you know, here's here's another one, variant. You know, it's, it's used so many times in the criminal code, uh, about 100 times, and uh, it's not really defined what a variant is. So we get things like... Uh, yeah, but they do, th- they do that on purpose. You know, if I don't pigeonhole myself into a definition of variant, then a variant can be whatever I decide it is at the time when it's convenient for me. Yeah, well, they they certainly make it so that um, rather than codifying it in law and making it easy, uh, a whole bunch of lawsuits would have to be filed to get precedence on what is or isn't a variant and and, and that kind of thing, right? Because I don't think anyone's taken the, uh, the, the government to court over uh, I don't know, say uh, th- that uh, Blaze 47, the, the Mossberg 22 that looks looks like an AK-47 but isn't an AK-47, right? Yeah, if it even looks like one. I mean, it looks like one like an airsoft gun looks like one. <laughs> you know, the, uh, A bad airsoft gun because some of those airsoft guns look pretty good. They look pretty close to it. <laughs> yeah, but the scale is all wrong on this on this Blaze 47. But oh, I mean, yeah. anyway, anyway yeah. it's certainly the furthest thing from a variant. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll read off what the, uh, the, the press release here. Larry Miller, uh, incumbent uh, conservative MP representing Bruce Gray Owen Sound, tabled C-230, a private member's bill, yesterday that aims to provide a definition for the term variant as it relates to firearms classification in Canada. Despite the term appearing in the criminal code almost 100 times, it's not actually defined, leaving its definition up to wide interpretation. If passed, the bill would amend the criminal code to define a variant as a firearm that has 
the unmodified frame or receiver of another firearm, which I think is pretty clear. Yep, that's that's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I think that would. Uh, I think our blaze <laughs> for those who wanted the blaze forty seven, they would allowed be allowed to get it now because it, yeah, you know, that that frame is just a little bit different than the AK forty seven. I wonder how far this bill is going to go. It's a private member's bill. It's certainly not being brought forth by a libtard. Nope. So, sorry, liberal, for those of them honest, <laughs> that may be liberals. Not pointing any fingers at the giggling girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it, it is interesting because it's uh, it's something that's very simple. It's it's direct. It, it is clarification that's needed in the law. And it's uh, it's been a point of contention because we've had, you know, some firearms come in that um, uh, that are that are, are are not variants and uh, and and get blocked. I don't know the the day of kind of thing or, or, or whatever. So it's it's nice to get a little bit more clarity in the law just so we know. What we can or can't do, <laughs> instead of guessing. There's so much of this that, that's like, well, I think it could be this, but uh, I guess it depends on the police officer that pulls you over or whatever, right? Uh huh. Well, look at the Type 81, right? It. They were saying it was a variant, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they reclassified and it. it. And 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 unless somebody pushes, and it's going to be the importers and the manufacturers that are going to get these things pushed. Because, I mean, the CCFR, the CCSA, they can knock on the firearms lab door all day saying, can we get an answer on this? They don't have to respond to these people. They have no obligation to. That's why I'm just completely amazed that they reversed their decision on the, um, was it the Uzcon? Yeah, the BR-99. Yeah, the ACTL, the Uzcon, it's all the same gun, yeah. So, anyway. Interesting stuff. Any other news items? I don't have anything. Nope. All right, let's move on to the main topic. So for the main topic, we're going to talk about um, just wh- where we buy stuff, where, where you guys get your uh, your guns and gun accessories here in Canada. Um, maybe did you, did you guys want to start, start off with um, which local shops you guys order from? Sure. Okay. Did you want to start, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for, uh, for Trevor to jump in, too. Tre- Trevor doesn't have a local shop. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know uh, Ryan and Marcy by name like you do. Yeah, well, yeah. Hi, Marcy. It's me, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sad, isn't it? Now, that being said, I've spoken to them on the phone a while back to the point where I think Marcy may have known the sound of my voice, and I certainly knew knew hers, but um, it's been she actually... Wasn't, been a, she wasn't hmm? hanging up on you? No. No, no. <laughs> she doesn't know about the hang-up game, thankfully. I'll have to tell um, her. Yeah. No, no, don't. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't bought anything from them in quite some time, actually, but... Uh, in my building ARs days, I usually went to them, especially for bolt carrier groups. You couldn't beat their price on NEA bolt carrier groups, trigger parts mm-hmm. kits or lower parts kits, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So anyway, but they're your local shop. Yeah, they're literally up the street. So probably about 15, 20 minutes up the street from me. So that's where I go all the time. So uh, they're also known as the Ammo Source or SFRC. Uh, we also have bought some stuff from the Red Deer Shooting so. Uh, Amazon for us is a big one, but they're not really local. So, uh, other than that, yeah. So FSR, FSRC is the big one for us. So, yeah, I've ordered a couple things from them. Uh, they've got Stag Arms, ARs, and that kind of thing, right? Yes, NEA. they do. NEA. Uh, they're a big NEA um, supplier. Uh, right now, they got in the Daria stuff. So. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, and uh, also some of the, uh, uh, 
what else? Uh, they sell pretty much everything. Um, Glocks. Uh, they also sell SIGs. Uh, pretty much everything, yeah. So, Sweet. and I get my ammo there really cheap. So, just saying. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You get the, what about you get the the frequent flyer uh, discount? Frequent flyer, yeah. So, yeah, they're very good to me. And that, uh, yeah, Kevin bought most of his guns through there as well. Um, but yeah, so we usually awesome. get a, a little bit of a discount because of uh, of the fact that Ryan and I work together, but also because of the fact that we shop there so often. So, yeah. oh, Ryan, work? Ryan works with you on top of doing self front yeah. yeah, he does. Oh, like he's not busy enough just with self front No, yeah, he's crazy busy. Wow. Yep. So, hmm. well, that's cool. I didn't realize that. I thought he mm-hmm. was just straight up SFRC. No, no, he's not. I've known him actually for about thirty years. No mm, way. Not thirty, maybe twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Excellent. thanks again for reminding me that you're older than I am. <laughs> Thanks for announcing it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, listen, if people saw us together, they would never believe it. Oh, thanks so, yeah, you, Anyways. One, one of us has aged well, and it's not me. <laughs> thanks, Trevor. I think You're you welcome. aged pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a lot younger than you think then. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Adriel? What are your local uh, shops? Older. Uh, well, I'm in Edmonton, so I got I got some selection to go on here. Um, so for just general stuff, I'll hop into Cabela's or Wholesale Sports. Um, the the Wholesale Sports in my in my area are a bit weird. On the north, uh, the North Edmonton one has such weird selection of stuff. If you go in there, and uh, the the reloading dies section is my favorite. You go check out the reloading dice section. It's just the weirdest stuff. They have like tw- uh, 223 Winchester Super Short Mag and 4440 and a whole bunch of other stuff, but they won't have a 223 or 308 or <laughs> any of the stuff you'd want to find in a, in a local shop, right? I mean, the way I buy is I typically buy, you know, stuff that's common enough. I, I, I think I'll find it. I'll, I'll buy local and then any of the weird stuff I'll buy online. But uh, that one, that one for it, uh, just has just the weirdest stuff in there. Um, so Cabell's and wholesales for for just general hunting related stuff. Um, P and D is really close to my work, and they've got excellent uh, selection. And they um, of they, what? Like what? What are they kind of? What are they? Are they all over the map, or do they specialize in one thing? They're all over the map. The the thing that I found really good about them is that they have a little bit of everything. So. Uh, to go back a year when powder was really hard to find, reloading powder, they mm-hmm. had reloading powder. They're selling it for a little bit more than other places, but they had it. Uh, where if you were to go to wholesale or Cabela's, you couldn't find anything except for the weird powder, right? So they they have that. Um, they have uh, a decent selection of uh, S and J stuff, of little knickknack parts and that kind of thing. Um, so if you want if you want like accessories or a magazine or uh, I also get my uh, my Camex bullets from them. Uh, you know they've got it. So uh, and it's it's literally like a five minute drive away from my work. So it's <laughs> it's kind of nice to head head over there at lunchtime or whatever and and, and pick up a, a few thousand projectiles. Um, I've also got a bunch of other places here in Edmonton. I mean, from where I live, I can drive ten minutes to uh, uh, Western Gun Parts, so I can grab like any like they've got all the weird stuff. Um, uh, but it's, it's just a counter, right? You show up, there's a counter, 
you order from them, and as long as as long as you can say it succinctly and say exactly what you're looking for, they'll go grab it. But they don't really. It's not really like a retail location. It's not for browsing or anything like that. No, but, they also uh, got the impression um, over the phone. If you're not a gunsmith, they don't want to sell to you. Not really. I mean, they're they're more they're they're like a quasi distributor slash retailer. They'll they'll sell you something, but you kind of have to know what you're talking about, and they don't really have any patience if you if you don't, right? No, yeah, you got to exactly <laughs> say, yeah, I need a a trigger group for a Remington eight seventy. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's there's not a lot of um, there's there's a lot of other gun shops that are like that, though, or, or used to be like that, right? Where they wouldn't have a lot of patience for people who didn't know what they're doing. But times are changing, and uh, there's there's I don't know more acceptance of that. Um, in terms of I don't I don't go to Phoenix uh, gun range very often. I usually just go there to shoot. Um, where do you guys go online if if you have to buy online? Well, I've uh. pretty much got no choice but to go online. There's no. There's no, there's nothing local here for gun parts. Um, there's a Canadian Tire that sells guns and uh, a Walmart for ammo. There is a, a, a pro nature, but I won't go in there anymore. Um, so if I need, uh, if I need parts, then I, I, I often just, and I really, I'm guilty of not. Uh, there are certain things in Canada that I know where to get, and I'll go to those dealers right away. But just we need something like the Brownells equivalent in Canada because it's just so easy to go to Brownells rather than Mm -hmm. calling three places or sending emails to three places to find out who has a commercial for tube spring. I think we lost Trevor. I think we lost Trevor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry, Trevor. We just lost you there at uh, commercial tube. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just saying that uh, it's just so much easier for me to go to Brownells then spend time looking for looking at different Canadian uh, retailers to see who has what I need because it'll be hit and miss. Yeah, somebody may have it, somebody may not. But well, uh, Brownells has a really good website, uh, and I think that helps with it a lot. It does. It certainly does. But I mean, like depending on what I need, obviously, if I need STI parts or tan wheel parts, well, there's only one place to go, and that's straight to the Canadian importer and distributor for those guns, and that's uh, Sean Hansen at Freedom Ventures. And he also carries a ton of other products. His website is good, and what I like about his website, if it's not in stock, it's not on the website, right? Nice. Um, but there's a telephone number and you can get Devin on the phone. And this guy is like, I think he just goes to work and takes the Red Bull and puts it in an IV <laughs> and just carries the IV pull around with him. Every time I call, he's just, uh, he's like a freaking Care Bear. He's just a ray of sunshine. <laughs> super, super friendly guy. No, I'm telling you, this guy takes it to a new level. Super, super helpful, super friendly, knows his stuff. So I try and do a lot of business with them. I get all the guns for the prize table from them. If you want to sponsor SummerSlam, since I've been the match director, I've always said you need to buy a gun from him to put on the table. It has to come from him. That's kind of been the stipulation. Wow. Yeah, because they've just been so good to me, and they mm-hmm. support uh, they support Ipsic, and they support the club, so I try and throw them. He doesn't need any help from me at all, and he gives me no special discounts or anything like that. I've not asked, mm-hmm. um, but he's, his customer service is good. He's allowed me to do layaway on stuff, so I try and send a lot of business there, and he's a sponsor over at CGN. Um, of course, Calgary Shooting Center. Right. If I need some okay. Magpul or something, I'll I'll give Jeff a call. Uh, Glock parts I used to get from either Queststar or um, the Glock store. Competition Glock parts I used to get from Zev, but I think those two have stopped shipping to Canada. 
and which is funny because they used to ship to Canada um, back when you had to really be careful about the one hundred dollar limit for uh-huh. ITAR, and now the ITAR limit's five hundred bucks. And I think they suddenly stopped shipping to Canada. But anyway, um, where else do I go online? Yeah, I used to get a lot of my AR parts from SFRC when I would build ARs, and I would need lower parts kits or. Uh, especially like NEA bulk carrier groups. I've never had a problem with one. And I've always gotten them out of um, when nobody else had bulk carrier groups anywhere in the country, you could get bulk carrier groups from Ryan over at SFRC. Hmm. Yeah. Cowboy Tactical is really good for, uh, like, especially for AR parts as well. They've got a ton of selection over there right now. Yeah. They are, uh, I've been there. I What did I get from them? I can't remember. But we, you know, I'm glad we're doing this. Because there are a lot of retailers in Canada that the average person doesn't know about, and uh-huh. and Brownells makes it easy for us to not know. Why mm-hmm. go look? Why go look for our own Canadian retailers when we can just get it from Brownells? Well, well, you know, there'll be a day when these re- retailers won't be there anymore, and you'll have to pay American prices for everything. Um, just, you know, if you put a little bit of time and energy into it, don't be lazy like me. Support. Canadian businesses, which is uh-huh. really important. Buying Canadian dollars, which is really important. It may be a little bit more effort, but really in the long run, it's it's worth it. Well, I th- uh, some of the shops have been still selling like their old stock that they bought when the dollar wasn't in the tank and uh, they're selling it at that price. So I've, I've found that uh, there's a lot of stuff still here in Canada that's on that you can buy for even cheaper than you could buy it like out of the States, just yep. even, even without the shipping. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, um, oh, which one was I looking at recently? Mystic Precision. I was looking at uh, they, they've they're really good for Cytron and uh, a lot of like precision stuff. And and if you call Jerry over there, he's he'll he'll talk your ear off for like half an hour about uh, about precision shooting and uh, and what you should look at and what kind of your next steps should be. So he's he's great. To, I, I love talking to guys like that over the phone. Um, and uh, I got a scope from them for uh, cheaper than I could have got out of the states. Have you guys bought anything from Bullseye or uh, or uh, Firearms Outlet at all? Uh, not yet. Mm. Bullseye is pretty good. They're out of London, and I know that uh, the guys that uh, are on my other show <laughs> tend to go with them a lot too. So um, yeah, I was just looking on their website, and they're they have some stuff at the Canadian price still or the prices they had before on that yeah. too so yeah 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 I mean uh, yeah so I, I like talking to um, Mr. Precision over the phone Tradex is awesome if you ever mm-hmm. if you're ever looking for like a second hand rifle or shotgun if you want to get an over under uh, for shooting clays and you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money you don't want to get like a, a Stoger or something like that uh, Tradex they've got these uh, uh, Spanish over unders I bought one oh like a million years ago and I think it was about 220. It was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't new, but I don't need a new firearm and uh man, 220 bucks for an over under shotgun is cheap. And uh and they they sh- they shipped like that day. They were fast. So uh yeah, I really like them. Uh, yeah, Simon from from S&J is really good. Mm. Um there's a, there's a, there's just really a, a really a lot of really personable uh, uh, places that you can buy from here in Canada that uh, that just you know make sure that their customer service is just excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, which which uh, maybe maybe a question for buying online. Which gun shops website do you think is the best? Hmm. <laughs> Tough. Uh, I, I Questars is good. SFRCs is good. Um, 
as much as I love the Calgary Shooting Center, I'm not. It's not that I don't like their website. It's just that not everything they carry is on the website. Mm-hmm. So, um, looking for parts, especially at the Calgary Shooting Center, you're always better to call them and talk to Jeff. Or I guess there are other people that work there. Not as important as Jeff, but um, though that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd. Um, anyway, yeah. That, the the thing that drives me crazy about the SFRC website is the side na- navigation. Oh, you, you got to be precise. You drill with down onto it, and you, you miss it. Yeah, you miss it with a couple pixels, and boom, you're off. You're, you're yeah. start again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Canada Ammo's website's really good. That one's slick. Yeah. Budget Shoes Supply. Love Budget Shoes Supply. Love their website. Only uh, payment is is a little different. He only takes. Uh, What's he take? He takes EMT. I don't even think he takes PayPal. He doesn't take credit card. He just takes EMT, I believe. Hmm. Um, and that's just a way for him to keep his costs low, and that's fine. Yeah. And it's a couple extra clicks for you, but it's it's worth it because you save quite a bit of money with um, with uh, budget shoe supply. For example, I was looking at the Lee Classic Turret Press, and the kit that he has is something like forty or sixty dollars cheaper than getting it at Cabela's. And everybody always, yeah, everybody always assumes that Cabela's, the big box store, is going to be cheaper than everybody else. Uh-huh. Not so. Um, Budget Shoe Supply has really good prices on a lot of stuff and often has stuff that you can't find anywhere else. And their website, as I said, is good, but the payment option is a little weird. But all the instructions are there, and it's super easy to take care of. Also, excellent customer service. He sent me the wrong product once, and... Um, he worked it out really, really well where I got to keep the product and then got other product at a discount and stuff. So, huh. Yeah, yeah, I really like Can- Canada Ammo's website is really slick. Works really well on a phone. Uh, on the desktop, it works really well. Um, they do the thing where they keep the product up even if it's not in stock, which kind of <laughs> uh. kind of a pain in the butt a little bit. SRFRC uh, will email you. They've got that set up on their website. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. Back in stock. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Firearms Outlet has got an excellent page. Have you guys gone on there? I don't think so. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, it's a pretty when good. You guys page. mentioned it. Yep. Yeah. So it's good too. Cool. And they keep scrolling the uh, Firearm uh, Outlet can- calendar with the 2016 girls. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. <laughs> you never get people off the front page. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, but it is a good site, and they're actually um, pretty nice guys too. So, yeah. Any other uh, specialty places you guys buy from? Define specialty. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, I mean for precision stuff. For for like a really expensive scope, I'd go to like Mystic, Mystic Precision. Um, I guess for a lot of tactical stuff, Wolverine Supplies is really good. Um, and Wanstalls. Wanstalls has a lot Wanstalls. of good stuff through that. Yeah, is it Wanstalls that has all the um, those precision stocks? Which one, Macmillan? Is it Macmillan precision stocks I'm thinking about, or Accuracy International, hmm. or maybe both? Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't shopped around there for for those. Mm. Yeah, and Wanstalls and Wolverine's website used to be they used to look almost identical. I think they were built by the same person. <laughs> buy two kind of a deal i've bought stuff from marstar i wouldn't say their website's all the best but uh their prices are really good hmm. um alfarity's website is so so um what's the shop up the road from uh Bolivar? i got my uh, su16 there elwood epps 
Uh, what oh, apps yeah. is another good place to deal with. Their website is a little archaic, but not the end of the world. And again, you can always call them up. But uh, so they look like a local shop, but they they do a lot of e-commerce as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grouse Rivers d- does a lot of e-commerce, and yeah, and Cabela's. I mean, they're they're the big bad ones out there. I mean, there there used to be the SIR mail order in Winnipeg, but uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Cabela's bought them when they, they came did, into the yeah. market. Yeah. yeah, the first Cabela's store to open in Winnipeg was the old SIR location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I bought stuff from them, SIR, way back in the well. Oh. Well, that wasn't even that long ago, was it? Oh, it had to be way. Well, it had to be ten years ago or more. Hmm. Okay, well, that many years ago. <laughs> yeah, time flies. Yeah. Um, somebody here has Amazon. Did you guys talk about Amazon yet? No, uh, not yet. No, just I, for cheap stuff, for knickknacks, slings, and uh, charger clips and that kind of thing. I've I've also got that stuff off eBay because, I mean, some of the, like a uh, uh, stripper clips for uh, for Mosin Nagants. I mean, you don't really you you can just get the the garbagey ones from China and and they ship straight from from there and it's mm-hmm. really really cheap. Yeah, I've gotten like cheap scope rings on Amazon, uh, cheap backup sites. For example, my 45-degree offset sights for my AR, I did want to drop $320 on a set. So I bought a set of the uh, cheap Chinese knockoff ones for like 30 bucks shipped. Uh, the quality wasn't actually the – wasn't horrific. I mm. wouldn't take them to war or anything, but for plugging around the range and just to find out if I liked them, it was a great opportunity, great way to, to get a cheap knockoff set, put them on the gun, run them for a while, and see if you like them. Yeah, I, think I got an, uh, a sling for my T97, and it cost me $8 shipped. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Holsters. Yeah. Um, holsters, yeah, you can get a lot of good holsters. Well, not good. Um, well, blade tech. They're okay, yeah. yeah. Um, on eBay, that's where I got all of my speed loaders for my revolvers. The HKS, I believe they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, so knickknacks yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad option. Yeah, stuff that it, it's not the end of the world if it if it doesn't work or if it fails. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot when I think come to think about it. I've gotten a lot from Questar. Um, my EOTech came from Questar. My every um, Bravo company machine charging handles they all came from Questar. LAR mags came from Questar. The uh, we got a ten pack. I think. Maybe even two ten. I forget what it was. Filthy and I, and Fred and Muffin, we ordered like a whack of XCR Max when we got those NEA seven point six two ARs, NEA thirty nines. Um, yeah, so I did the same of, thing. Me and me and a bunch of buddies got a, or not bunch, two two buddies got a ten pack of their LAR mags. Mm. Back when there's not many Beowulf mags available. Too easy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean the other one. I guess for for direct ordering, Boyd Boyd Stocks is awesome. I love those uh-huh. guys. That's such a like if you've got a real uh, uh, garbagey plastic stock on a rifle and you don't like it and you want it to class it up a bit, a Boyd Stock makes a ton of difference and doesn't cost that much. Mm, and their website has gotten a lot better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll ship out anything over a hundred bucks. So again. Yeah. Any other uh, stories you guys wanted to mention? I don't think so. All right, well, let's move on to listener feedback. Uh, I'll take this first one. This is from Rob. Hello, gentlemen. And he's got in brackets here. Yes, I'm sure I'm contacting the right show. (laughs) Could have fooled me. Uh, I've written in before, but this is the first time I've had anything real to offer the show. (laughs) Ha ha. 
Matt, I have a Savage B mag in 17 Winchester. It's not short mag. 17, although the the rim fire one, right? Or is it the, is there a Winchester short mag? A 17 Winchester short mag? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's going to be fast. Yeah, 3,000 uh, feet per second. Oof, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I would lend you for that trip for you and the fur latte uh, to take to St. Paul, Alberta. I understand there are some ground rodents that are in need of a 20-grain Amax sleeping pill moving at 3,000 FPS. Yes, oh. you heard that right. 20 grains at 3,000 FPS. It works on Tannerite. I just tried it today. Yeah, I believe you. Uh. <laughs> it's going a little uh, pretty quick. Uh, however, I'm in Ontario, and I'm not sure uh, how we'd go about this, but it would be cool if you could use this rifle to eliminate, assassinate, or otherwise do what you do to these critters. I think it would be better than a shotgun to the face. Mm. Frosty, Ariel, and whatever other names they have for you, you're doing great. Keep it up. Trevor, I'm not sure that I... Uh, that I have the ability to pass on any pearls of wisdom to you, sir. So I'll just stay with the show. Uh, so I'll just, so I'll just say, say, stay, with, stay the with the show. Well, that's funny because of what he said later here. But uh, I've been listening <laughs> to the show long enough before this show was this show, CRR, around episode seven. You guys, and occasionally gals, when Matthew's not around, are doing a great job at reaching out to the community. Owen, if you're listening, congrats on the new little one. Perhaps this spring when you are doing some... Something educational on your land, you could lend a soundbite to Slamfire's radio, uh, Slamfire Radio to educate us with some more Prepper's Corner type material. Take care, Rob. That was ironic, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job, Adriel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a 20 grain bullet going 3,000 feet per second. Hmm. Now, if I could, to... if I could get a lens that was a little, that gave me a little bit more distance, we could get some uh, twelve hundred FPS gophers exploding. Oh man! Yeah, that yeah. would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what Rob needs to do is mail the rifle to you on Matthew's dime, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then when we're done in Alberta, um, Matthew can leave you the money, and you can mail it back to Rob. I think mm-hmm. that's really the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Or what he could do is come to the charity shoot. Well, he's going to do that anyway, but that's not going to get the rifle. He's in Ontario. He's in He's on Ontario. He's in Ontario. He's in Ontario. You're coming to Ontario. Just saying. So what are we supposed to take it back to New Brunswick and then we're not flying with our guns? We're going to no. That's true. Yeah, you're going to mail it because it's actually going to be cheaper for me to mail a rifle case to Adriel than it will be to fly because it's going to be a hundred dollars each leg yeah or more so which is crazy it is yep i'm going to get an att and mail my firearms to adriel i'm going to call the cfo and make sure it's all kosher tell them this is where i'm going i'm flying but i want to mail my guns this is where i'll be staying and this is the range i'll be at and all that good stuff mm-hmm. Should be fine. <sighs> well i mean if I've, I've flown to utah with a gun i'm sure i can mail a gun to alberta and have it waiting for me when i arrive Yep. And if they give me any uh, guff, then I'm going to transfer the restricted gun into Adriel's name, ship it to him, and then have him transfer it back when we're done. Or or send it to him on a lending ATT, just like David Copping did for me when he sent me the grand power to review for the show. He sent it to me on a lending ATT. I didn't even know such a thing existed until that happened. Mm-hmm. So I can lend my gun to Adriel. And then it'll be covered under Adriel's ATT to go to back and forth to the gun range. I can use it at the gun range, and so yeah, I might just 
Actually, you know what? I might just do that, Adriel. If I send you the gun on a, on a loaner ATT, then I don't have to worry about an ATT. Yeah, that'd be easier. Yeah. If it gets here early, I'm taking it shooting, though. <laughs> just, just so you know that. Beat it like it owes you money. I don't I don't care, except for my 17. Don't touch my 17. <laughs> I've already got one. <laughs> there you go. I think mine's is the same as yours, right? BVTS? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're the yeah. identical gun. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take the next one here from Matt? Kelly, you mean? Sure. Or yeah. Trevor. Okay. Uh, hi, guys. As much as I love the show, you guys can be a bit too encouraging when it comes to firearms and parts. You're stirring, <laughs> yeah, you're stirring up expensive dreams in my head. <laughs> well, Quentin Fusion, take down. <laughs> I know, right? Keep it up, I guess. Oh, that's a reasonable little rimfire rifle. It's just, oh, you know, yeah. truck gun, pretty much. Yeah, right. I felt <laughs> They featured that gun in one of the challenges on Top Shot. Have you watched the TV show Top Shot? Yep. Oh, man. I think it was the year Dustin won. They were shooting golf balls. Uh, yeah, it was like the uh, owner or the uh, competitor could pick the challenge. So Dustin's like, yeah, let's shoot golf balls at 100 yards. And that's the 22 they were using. I was like, oh, my God. Hmm. Gorgeous. Okay, so he goes on to say, I'm looking for a new recoil spring for my SIG P226 in 9mm as wondering, maybe you could discuss your favorite sources for restricted firearm parts here in, in Canada, A eh? New or not so news? Sh- shoot safe, shoot alphas. Mike Doucette. Matt Doucette. Matt. Or Matt, sorry. Oh, he yes. knows who he is. <laughs> uh, so uh, whoever sells SIG could get him that spring. And of course, um, the Korth. Korth. Korth is the distributor, so you could send an email off to Korth, and they would tell you, yeah, you could get it through this dealer, or maybe even get it directly through Korth. But um, and they're, they're, Korth is a, a, you know, when you think about Canadian dis- distributors, they're not these big multi-million-dollar operations like the operation that in, that is the the Korth distributor for Canada mm-hmm. is not this huge conglomerate, right? I think it's a, if I remember correctly from the interview with Brian, it's kind of like a family-run thing, if I remember correctly. Um, even Sean Hansen's business, he doesn't have a storefront. He he brings in the firearms, and he distributes them accordingly to his dealers in Canada, and he sells his own products out of his website. So he's not a, uh, he's not like a ammo source that does e-commerce and has a storefront. A lot of these places are kind of small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they just focus on the complexities of uh, import-export, right? Exporting mm-hmm. from the country that they're buying from and importing it to Canada. Mm-hmm. I read, uh, I think I read an article in Caliber that was talking about how Wanstalls brings them in. Wanstalls? Yeah, Wanstalls. Wanstalls. Uh, Wanstalls, I don't know. Uh, and they were talking about getting in uh, some rifles from the Ukraine, and <laughs> it sounded like a, a, a huge endeavor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cool. Kevin, do uh, uh, sorry. No, I'm Trevor, but I will read Kevin's email. <laughs> uh, yes. You know this guy, Kelly? Nope. Don't no. Don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, this uh, hmm. Awkward. Uh, this one comes to us from Kevin Latham. He says, "Hey guys, I just finished listening to the latest episode and heard the holster recommendation from another listener for solely Canadian holsters. I have one of their concealment holsters for my M&P, and it." is really well made. I definitely recommend them. So that's solely Canadian holsters. And until that other listener mentioned them, I had never heard of these guys. Uh-uh, me neither. 
an option for a duty stop. Well, why would you have heard of it? You don't even know who Kevin Latham is, apparently. I know. <laughs> You've got some assignment <laughs> to do. An option for a duty-style host. Listen, we want you to bail on the other two men in your life, but not this one. This one's a keeper, okay? The he other is two. a keeper. Yeah. Well, you remember that when you're talking smack like that. Um, an option for a duty-style holster is the Safari Land GLS 578 ProFit holster. This holster comes in different lengths and can support many firearm models with the same holster. I encourage non-communists to head over to the Calgary Shooting Center and check one out. Awesome plug. And he's included a link. And I don't know, Adriel, if you can get that in the show notes because it's a long URL to read out. Yeah, I can do but, that. But uh, he did give it. Here I was earlier saying that the Calgary Shooting Center website is not so great when looking for you know smaller things. But he, the link that he provided is to the Calgary Shooting Center. So don't be a communist and uh, head on over there to get your holster. Uh, keep the uh, episodes coming, but uh, lay off my girlfriend. Cheers, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of I kind of may have improvised that last part. Yeah, you think? <laughs> when you didn't answer quick enough, I was like, Kevin, where's Kelly? <laughs> She's probably driving home. Like, relax. <laughs> We yeah, always, I gotta work. We can't all, always schedule when one of us isn't going to be here. So, but again, thanks for filling in, Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. If you would like to email the show uh, or Kelly, you can right now reach her at <laughs> slamfireradio <laughs> at gmail dot com. Seems that way. Yeah. It's not. It, look, I make no secret that I've been trying to poach her off of New Shooter Canada since the second she showed up on the show. I was like, "You're good at this. You should leave them and come with us." I think that was like my first feedback ever. Great job. <laughs> Dump them. Come work with us. Yeah, I like <laughs> us. Oh no, I mean uh, they need you. Somebody's got to keep the place classy. <laughs> yeah, not that we couldn't use a little bit of a lady's touch around here, but good. Uh, iTunes reviews. So uh, we did actually get an iTunes review. Let me just uh, go down here and read it off. So we've got uh, 95, uh, 95 reviews in Canada and 27 on the U.S. feed. And this one came from the Canadian feed. Uh, Mr. Five Star by Pat Groy. Is that right? Pat Groy? Yeah. P-A-T-G-R-O-E. Never mind. The best Canadian firearms podcast. The hosts cover all... Kelly? You see, do you want to be on the winning team? <laughs> Pat Groy has laid it out for you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Got a little excited. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see if he says that again. Uh, the hosts cover all sorts of firearm topics. Uh, the show is both educational and entertaining for new shooters and experienced shooters. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, both, Kelly, up yeah. in here. We got it all. <laughs> <laughs> a big two thumbs up for these great hosts. There you go. Two more thumbs. Woo. Here. You're going to okay. add it? There we go. Yeah, yeah. got to do it at the end. Uh, any shout-outs? Nope, but I see you've got one. <laughs> I've got a shout-out to Jewel uh, <laughs> for lowering herself to friend me on Facebook. Listen, count yourself among the lucky ones. I do, I do. You're now friends on Facebook with the executive producer. Well, <laughs> the day that it happened, I noted it in my journal. Did you? Uh, well, you should yeah. have. Wait, mm. you got a journal? <laughs> One of those ones with the little key lock that's on the front. and uh, Those are called diaries. Diaries? Okay. <laughs> that's what girls have. Guys have journals. Yeah, guys have journals. Yeah. <laughs> Log books. <laughs> when, it, when it comes with a little lock and a key, it's a diary. And the lock is shaped like a heart. 
and the key, the key is shaped like a butterfly. So any other if, uh, shout outs? Uh, my shows to Jewel for allowing uh, Adriel to be friends with her on Facebook. <laughs> uh, shout out to Kelly. Thanks again, Kelly, for. Oh, uh, you're welcome. And again, at the last minute, I mean, really, literally the last minute, it really was, could I have 10 minutes to at least feed the dogs? <laughs> yes, so. thank you. It's okay. I don't have a life anyways. So. Oh, well, there you go. And I have a shout out. It's to Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> it's better not be about flowers. It is. That darn Brian Bolivar. <sighs> go ahead. I got okay, flowers so. this week as well, so I was just uh, following Matt's lead. So yeah. So oh, hold on now. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. You got flowers too? Yeah, I bought them for myself. Yeah, flowers to some of you. <laughs> you what? I bought them for myself. Oh man, Kevin, <sighs> that's bad. Still man. a keeper. Yeah. So here's the story for those of you that don't know. Uh, somebody was checking out Matt's wife in the grocery store. And, of course, she had to let the world know because she wanted to, you know, let Matt know, hey, you know, I'm hot. Pay attention to me or somebody else will. And so Matt had to buy her flowers on Brian Bolivar's request. So, luckily, um, when Christina saw the shenanigans, she's like, no, dude, it's fine. I don't want flowers. If you get me anything, get me something I can plant in the garden and we can eat later. So, she's very practical like that. Mm-hmm. I also suggested that you go and get her, uh, you know, a quilting gift certificate so i think she'd like that That was you yeah thanks for that big mouth and you cost <laughs> ample money <laughs> i wouldn't even know where to get her a quilting gift certificate you go to a quilting store they don't make them that doesn't exist there's no such thing as a gift certificate for a quilter store everybody knows that it's fabric land <laughs> shut it <laughs> <laughs> all right okay Nobody, nobody's checked her out in the grocery store so i'm good wait i really shouldn't have said that sometimes she's kind of cute you know don't know when to shut up. Well, yeah, I know, but anyway. Just buy some preemptive flowers and have them ready. You buy some preemptive flowers. Don't drag me down. <laughs> Don't take their... You're, move this along, please. God. <laughs> Help us. Please join one of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. It's important to uh, support those who support us. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We have a, a forum there where you can chat about our uh, our show. Uh, like us on Facebook. That's where a lot of the action happens. Uh, we have 1,364 likes. Um, and in terms of non-Facebook-related things, we have 89 thumbs up, 5 gold stars, and counting, and uh, 2 flukes. So that's important, too. Uh any last words of encouragement for the shooters out there? Uh, support Canadian retailers because without your support, we won't have any. And then we'll mm-hmm. be paying for everything in U.S. dollars and we'll be like, yeah, so don't be a communist. Shop the Calgary Shooting Center. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly? Go try something new. Have fun with it. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. She said that just now. <laughs> Oh, what a cheesy way to end a show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> Please continue. Good night, Jewel. Uh. <laughs> Good night, friend. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> oh, man. And they said when, when I'm not here, Matthew ruins the show. <laughs> oh, and Matthew, come back. <laughs> hey. I'm not, it didn't say Kelly leave. <laughs> 
So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.